Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. My name is Ralph uh, McLeod. I am the owner and artistic director of the SoCap Improv Comedy Theater at 154 Danforth Avenue in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we are above the Black Swan Tavern on the second and third floor. We do improv classes. Uh, we have shows, uh, corporate events. You can rent our theater and put on your own show. Oh my goodness, it's just a, it's a great place to come and hang out. And uh, we do improv, uh, we teach improv, uh, but we, uh, there's more of a focus, I would say, on people who want to use improvisation not to become the next Tina Fey, but who want to learn how to use improv, the skills that improv teaches to help become better communicators, to increase creativity, to find new ways of thinking and interacting and uh for that absolutely improv is great i like to say get out of uh, uh get out of your head and into the moment overcome your self-consciousness and embrace your self-confidence and i think improv is an amazing tool for doing exactly that but like everything you know it's uh if you come to one improv class you might get a sense of what's possible that's what I like to leave, like when people come to me and, and they do one class, I like to say, you know, if, if there's something about yourself that you want to change, what I hope you leave here today understanding is that's possible. You know, if you're, if you're have a lot of anxiety about talking to people one-on-one -on -one, or, you, you know, you're not, you're not that funny, you want to be more engaging with people. Like, I hope you leave my class and go, Oh, I, oh, it's possible, right? It's gonna, it's gonna take some time and some work, but that's the thing about habits. Like, you know, you don't, you don't need to see like huge transformations overnight. You just have to see, oh, incremental development, right? Like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym once and expect to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger the next day. Uh, but you know, it's nice to over time start seeing like, oh, I have more energy, um, right? Once you start seeing results, you will get better. You know this idea of motivation, right? That that for you know, it, it's not it's not um, motivation does not precede action. Action precedes motivation, or results precede motivation. It's hard to be motivated to do something when you're not seeing the results of what you're trying to do. You know, like if you're trying to lose fat, it's it's once you start losing fat, it becomes much easier to stay motivated to keep on this path because at the beginning. You know, it's the classic thing that you try to lose fat or weight. I mean, everybody wants to lose fat, not weight, but we say weight. So you go to the gym and start working out and because you're adding muscle, uh, which, you know, attracts water, well, muscle is 70% water, you start putting on weight and you're like, oh, no, this is not what I wanted. Uh, but that's muscle weight, maybe, uh, that you're putting on. Anyway, point being that... Improv is a tremendous tool for self-transformation, but like everything, it takes time and it takes practice and, and doing it over and over and over again to eventually change the defaults in your body, change your conditioning, un unwire certain conditioning that is detrimental to you or to one and replace it with conditioning that is more um, to your liking, shall we say, right? Like... In my experience, we're mainly conditioned to be 
to affect people, like to make to be to be seen as being impressive or helpful. But we're trying to act on people. We're trying to get our needs met by you know by altering other people and that in my experience doesn't work it, it'll work in certain environments and probably with certain people you know at work it's probably good at school it's good but out in the real world you know we, if you if you just impress people all the time you just come across as a smart out which nobody likes so one of the things the, the conditioning is for me it's uh, it's it's less Oh, here's a person. Let's see how if I can make them like me. And it's more like, here's a person. Let's see what this interaction brings. Right. And then just and not having an agenda every time you meet somebody and just letting it be whatever it wants to be. Uh, that's, a, for me, a very powerful way to live. And, you know, just but it does require that you be OK with certain people not liking you. And that's hard. You know, as an empath, that's that's a very hard thing. And part of that for me is understanding that uh, it's not personal. If someone doesn't like you for whatever reason, it's not personal. Just the way you know, the people that you don't like, it's not personal. It's, for some reason, that's not your person. Uh, they, they, they are the person for other people, but not for you. Anyway, I'm digressing. Today, I wanted to chat about um, an interesting thing that, that happens a lot when we improvise, and that is playing God. And by playing God, I, I mean, uh, in this instance, calling into existence characters or uh, animals, particularly people and animals. And then because you've created them, you've called them into existence, you get to treat them a certain way. And, uh, and, and you will as a performer, as a person in a class, be judged on how you treat these people and animals, etc., that you create. And it's particular. It's it's almost like I'm, I'm thinking it's pretty much exclusively living creatures, but it's other human beings and animals. These are the two things that people will create in a scene uh, and then treat them a certain way. Now, I. Uh, Years ago, it was a very common practice that anytime a baby was created in the scene, somebody would immediately, it's terrible to even say it, but they would, uh, they would, um, I can't even say it. <laughs> they would not treat that baby well. I'll put it that way. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, people did it because they thought it was funny. It was never funny. It was always just like, ah, it made everybody feel terrible. So here's the classic example, I guess, now that you, you will hear quite often is um, a character in order to affect another character will say, oh, uh, hey, um, I'm sorry that I hit your dog. And uh, so in that moment, you've created an animal. It's not real, of course, but you've created it. You've called it into existence by, oh, your dog is so lovely. Uh, and then backing over it with your car. And whatever the intention is when that happens, it's never, it's not funny. And you will be judged harshly for it. And it's one thing, like if you're playing a bad guy or like the villain of a scene, obviously if you're, if you're creating a dog and you're, you're hurting it, you're going to be seen as the bad guy, but it goes beyond that. It's, 
it's we don't judge you your character we judge you as the performer and so when you create things in existence you will be judged by how you treat them so you know uh so in my class once there was a a person who said uh my dog he ran away and everybody watching this was like oh what happened to the dog and uh because the, you know, the, I guess the feeling or the, exp exp um, <laughs> our uh, expectation, that's the word, my God, was that the dog died, that he ran away and, you know, somehow something bad happened to him. But all you have to do is say, oh, well, he ran away. Yeah, but then he met this really nice family. He took him in and now he's very happy. And then everybody feels like, oh, okay, good. Oh, the dog is taken care of. And now your character can still seem like a sad sack who can't even keep a dog. But at least that dog got taken care of and went to a better home. And now we we can enjoy the scene again. There's 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 an there's there's an interesting thing that happens uh, with male characters, especially where if you get two guys together, this will happen. It happens regularly, you know, like maybe once, maybe a couple times a month. I have to have this conversation with people in my class where uh, uh, two guys will be talking and one guy will say, he'll basically offer up his wife to the other male character as uh, like offering a drink. Hey, would you like to make love to my wife? I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. First of all, you've called into existence a character who doesn't exist. This is not like a, another actor. It's just it's just two guys in a scene and they, so one is making up that they have a wife but then after he makes her up, he's offering her to his friend like he would offer a drink. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. You've created a character. A character has no agency in the scene. They, they have no voice. They can't be talked. And even though they're not real, to us they are. And then the way that you treat that character is how we will judge you. And if you do that, not only will we just see you as not a nice character, but you as not a nice person, right? Because you you know whatever your intention is when you create your character your spouse and offer that spouse to a friend there's a question of like well what are you what are you doing first of all um and it's it's interesting because it does kind of follow social hierarchies like if you create a character of your boss and then tell us your boss is like a jerk and then do something to that person well that's that's more palatable because you've you've given us a reason to dislike them because by by setting it up but certainly if you create a character that you know like a child an animal uh, a female character if you're a male character who seem to have who either do have or seem to have less um because agency or power on the social hierarchy, you'll be judged very harshly. Well, harshly, you'll be judged by how you treat them. And if you treat them poorly, you'll be judged harshly and poorly. If you treat them well, you'll be seen as a hero. So uh, this happened to me in a show where uh, one of my scene partners uh, offered me his spouse in that just that way. And I said, well, well hold on. What does she think about this? Let's ask her. Let's find out what her point of view is. Because maybe she's not into it. And then 
And I even got comments afterwards, like, thank you for doing that because that was really nice of you. Um, you know, and, and so just be careful, you know, just be careful when you create characters, situations, you will be judged by how you treat them. Similarly, you know, if you're, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of a, a dating scenario where you're meeting someone and they're asking you about your past relationships and you start talking about every person that you've ever dated is a total jerk. Well, how do you think you'll be judged if you keep saying all your previous romantic relationships? They were all terrible people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to go over so well. It's not like, you know, I... I recommend you talk about past relationships exclusively or exhaustively when you're dating somebody new but you know if you talk about them and they're all jerks if everybody in your life if you're talking to someone and, and everybody in your life is a total jerk well there's an expression if you meet you know five jerks before breakfast maybe you're the jerk and you'll be judged that way right so don't keep calling everybody that's been in your life that's no longer in your life. Uh, boy, I really want to swear, but I don't want to because I don't want to like. <laughs> but anyway, jerks, uh, you'll be the jerk. Anyway, so that's my thing. When you create characters or talk about people who aren't there to have a voice for themselves, you will be judged by how you talk about them to other people, whether that's on stage, whether that's in real life. Right, but how you take care of them and bring voice to the voiceless in your interactions. Right. Okay. Well, that's it for today. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Um, I don't think I did a sponsor. Oh well. Today's sponsor uh, is uh, the magazine for the well-dressed baby. That's right. It's Koo GQ. Koo GQ magazine uh, for all your babies. Uh, uh, dressing needs. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.